Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Been a crazy day. Got up to Latrobe, PA, obviously, for the Steelers training camp. Immediately did got a quick lunch, freebie lunch. Gotta love that. Good stuff. Uh, did a show from noon to three. Watched a fair amount of practice and then ran over. I got a hotel room tonight, but I'll be in the dorms the other nights I'm here. Next five nights I'll be here. Um, so I wanted to get a quick chat in with you guys because I am on the air again at a local watering hole for two hours and then meeting up with a bunch of people from the radio department and all that. There's like a, a get together here of some sort that I will find out more about, but you probably don't care all that much about that. I hope everyone is wonderful. We are brought to you by Vivid Seats. Once again, you know, new sponsors coming in left and right on the Locked On Podcast Network. I uh, hope you are checking out the other um, NFL you know, teams, of course, and the Fantasy One, the Draft One, and Locked On Network is flourishing. So, I want to just do a quick show today. Uh, this is something a little bit out of the ordinary. I published it on my site yesterday, williamsonfootball.com. And it's my my fantasy quarterback ranking. So I'm, I know many, many of you play fantasy. Um, maybe if you don't, it still gives you an idea on how productive, that doesn't mean how good, how productive their numbers, you know, I'm talking numbers here. I'm just talking output. So if they're losing and get, you know, come back in garbage time, uh, that, that all counts the same and certainly rushing uh, is better than passing. I'm having, it's the great equalizer. It's the, the trump card. If you're a quarterback that runs a lot, you also score rushing touchdowns, but those rushing yards are gigantic. I would imagine most of you know this. Fantasy is so huge, I'm not going to coach you up on what fantasy football is all about. But this list is just going to run through names. Um, what I think, my, it's my first list of doing so. I've done my dynasty list, which is much different because you keep the guys forever. And I published it. I'm going to do tight ends today. I will turn in because that's another easy one. And then I'll work on running backs and wide receivers while I'm up here. Uh, I'm not giving you all those information for free. You got to check out my site. Um, But I did want to give you quarterbacks because I think that's a good indication. You can read the tea leaves of what I think of these offenses and how productive I expect these quarterbacks to be. And... For fantasy reasons, unless you're in a super flex or a two quarterback league, I am a massive believer and pretty much always have been. Wait, 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 wait. You know, get quarterbacks extremely late. And this year, more than ever, that's really, really true. And that leads me to something, though, that's more NFL related is I know the common theory out there is boy, there's a quarterback shortage right now in the NFL. I don't agree. I mean, I think there's other positions, particularly offensive line, that is much shorter right now than quarterback. And that doesn't mean that everyone has a superstar. But here's a little nugget that I think I told you guys. But every team in the league but one is paying some a quarterback starters money, which is basically $15 million a year or more on average. 16 15 16 is kind of the Dalton line. You know, this is a starting NFL quarterback. That's the money you pay a true starter, every week starter. Every team in the league is either doing that or they have a very young first-round pick waiting in the wings. You know, Buffalo, the Jets, teams like that that just drafted that guy in the last couple years. Every team but one fits those parameters. And the one is Dallas, who 
has the best of both worlds, although they're so bad with their cap management, they have not exploited that, that they have a franchise quarterback that costs nothing. I mean, they're they're paying Dak Prescott like five or $600,000 a year. I mean, you know what an advantage that is? And Dallas can't take advantage of it because they maxed out their credit cards years ago. Different story. I'm getting off tangent here. So, in a nutshell, that basically means, and this isn't entirely true, but every team is happy with their quarterback position. Now, you're going, no, they're not, Matt. And, and no, they're not. But every team has something there now. An answer. A somebody to get excited about that they chose soon, you know, early in the draft. to trade up for Josh Allen, Rosen, you know, all these guys. Darnold, Baker. Some teams have both, you know. I mean, Baltimore has that young first-round pick waiting. And Flacco, who's making more than $15 million, but shouldn't be. So, do Miami, and especially a team like Cincinnati, are they thrilled with their quarterback situation? No, but no team in the league is in dire straits, big-picture quarterback situation. You know, so I think I've told you, I know I've told you this, but when last season ends, I went out of my way to say, boy, the Ravens have the worst quarterback situation in the entire league. They didn't have a guy waiting in the wings. Flacco was not playing like a starter and ate up a ton of money. You know, Jacksonville comes to mind too, you know, because I am not a Bortles fan, but they are more than I am. To me, that is now the new worst quarterback situation in the league. When I said it back then, a lot of you responded with Arizona, and I got that, but at least they didn't have bad money spent at that time. I guess you can debate if they do now or not, but if they have Rosen sitting there, so they are excited about their quarterback position for the long term. So where I'm going with this is wait forever in your fantasy draft. And the quarterback list that I'm giving you, therefore, is not as important of who's number nine and who's number 10 as opposed to running backs and wide receivers. I mean, that's where you should be using your premium picks almost no matter what. Speaking of premium, friends at Vivid Seats, I want to tell you about these guys. Um, they really do great work, and there's no doubt about it. It's an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. This obviously applies to you guys with football, but they also do concerts and every other sport and you know stand-up and all those great things too. But Vivid Seats offers great prices on NFL games and all live events. With the NFL returning, Locked On listeners can now receive 10% off their first purchase with Vivid Seats. So if you're thinking about going to the game, maybe that's a tiebreaker in your favor. Go do it. Go to vividseats.com and download the podcast and enter, or download our podcast, and enter the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, new customers only, offer good through the end of August. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So, um, hey, you know, the Hall of Fame game's coming up here. You know, Bears, Ravens. If you're a fan of one of those teams or just want to get up to Canton and don't care about the game because it's so early, great, go do it. You know, I mean, uh, they both have two very young quarterbacks like we were just talking about that would be fun to watch even if it's only for a quarter or so. But getting there is worth it and using Vivid Seats is absolutely the way to do it. So, like I said, this season, you know, don't sit around, in, you know, with your home team when you could be at the stadium cheering in person because of Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code Locked On. That's all one word. 
It's all in caps too, so I would make sure you do, you know, keep it in cap locked. Locked on, all one word. New customers only, and the offer is good through the end of August. So go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code locked on for 10% off your first order. Offseason is over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game. Good stuff from them. Um, now I'm going to get into the bulk of the show here. And I'm just going to kind of read them off. You know, I mean, I only ranked 27 of these guys. And some names I left off were all the rookies. You know, just because I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about having a podcast, just guessing the over-under on when each of the five first-round rookies see their first playing time in the regular season. But because they're unknowns, and especially because there's so many other quarterbacks, if I'm having a fantasy draft right now, I am not drafting Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen. Um, For the same reason, Tyrod Taylor, Sam Bradford, Joe Flacco, let alone A.J. McCarron or Teddy Bridgewater or Jacoby Brissett or Josh McCown, um, A.J. McCarron, Mason Rudolph. So all those guys I left off. And so I came up with 27 names. And obviously the 27th dude you're not super excited about. You'd rather start Aaron Rodgers than my 27th guy. But I feel like you could start Case Keenum, my 27th guy, and still compete in your league. You know, like he's worthy of being on a team and you know maybe he does some good things i mean he's 27th and if there's only a dozen teams in your league or let alone if you play in one of these easy leagues with eight or ten and every team only has two quarterbacks well he's on the waiver wire but if you had to start case keenum for three weeks of the regular season you wouldn't be in that bad a shape if you're loaded everywhere else but again he's last on my list bortles is 26th and he's a better fantasy player than he is real life player and, th- I mean, Bortles has an awful lot of job security, has some weapons, um, but no thanks. I mean, I bet he finishes better than 26 for fantasy at the quarterback position, but I just, I don't want him on my team. <laughs> then two guys I mentioned that are kind of in quarterback limbo. I have Tannehill at 25, Dalton at 24. I like Tannehill better of the two, like in the real world. I would rather have Miami's quarterback situation than Cincinnati's. But I think Cincinnati's got some pretty nice weaponry right now. We talked about that yesterday. You know, if Eifert and Ross can come close to maximizing their potential, wow, they got some weapons. And Mixon's a good receiver, and he's dropped weight, and he's moving around a lot better. Um, So those are guys, you know, Dalton, Tannehill, Bortles, Keenum. I mean, aren't going to be in most of your, your leagues, you know, but uh, you could get by with them. We know who they are for the most part. So to so this point on, pretty much everyone I mention is pretty intriguing. Like, you could certainly paint the picture where they end up as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Um, I'm, I'm very high on Mitchell Trubisky. <coughs> Excuse me, and I like his situation a lot. And he could certainly be this year's Jared Goff, and we've talked that to death. But because of the uncertainty, I have him a little lower. But he is a good runner, too. A very underrated runner. As is Alex Smith. And he accumulates a lot of fantasy points on the ground. Alex Smith. Um, New surroundings. I feel like I should have him higher. And I'm going to say that over and over and over. Because I kept saying good things about the Washington offense. I think he fits it well. I think Gruden will really customize things for him. 
guys like Crowder and Thompson and Reed are very Alex friendly, Alex Smith friendly um, targets. You know, get it out quick, smart. So again, I can easily paint the picture where Alex Smith is a top ten quarterback. Jameis Winston is a personal favorite of mine. I have him at twenty one. Look at the fantasy numbers he put up last year when he was in there, especially late in the year. He too runs, but not a lot. Tons of weapons. Like if if there were if the suspension wasn't a, a, a situation with him, I think he would probably end up as my quarterback, you know, and I would take him as the 13th quarterback off the board or 10th or something like that. Because of the suspension, I might live with a guy like Alex Smith or Dalton or something very late in my draft for three weeks and then put Winston in. I think he's in for huge numbers. And I'm not going to say this about many of these quarterbacks. And last year I had more, guy, more quote, my guys than I do this year. But last year, for example, last year I really targeted Russell Wilson. You know, when I looked at the ADP and things that were out there, there was a, a big, bold number name on Wilson. Like, he's going too late. And I kind of broke my rule and I drafted quarterbacks a little higher than I usually do. And I ended up with Wilson and he scored a ton of points and I won my main league. And, you know, so that worked out to say the least. And Winston's one of those guys to me that kind of putting in bold, but the suspension clouds things a little bit. I mean, you really want a quarterback sitting on your bench for three weeks in a season that's only 15 weeks long. So that's a little hairy. All right, all right. I had mentioned that every team in the league has either a quarterback they're paying starter money to or a first-round pick in the waiting, except for Dallas. And Dak Prescott is my 20th quarterback on this list. Um, I apologize. My seat keeps making funny noises in the background as I sit here at the, the desk at my wonderful suite. Um, Prescott is a very good fantasy asset because of his legs. He's a good passer, too. But their weapons just really worry me. I think his passing numbers are really going to be low this year. But his legs save him for sure. Um, guys like him have very high floors. You know, like, he almost can't hurt you. Because if he runs for 30, 40 yards a game and ends up with four or five touchdowns, that's a ton of points when you equate that to passing numbers. So, you got Derek Carr at 19. Another player I like. I'm just a little worried about new situation. How much are they going to throw? But I absolutely could paint the picture where he's a top eight quarterback this year. Wish he'd run a little more, but he's not a bad athlete. Eli Manning is a bad athlete, is not going to run. But I've talked about this offense a lot. I think they're going to throw a lot. Uh, I think Barkley was brought in with the passing game more in mind than the running game. They have weapons galore. I've been calling him John Stockton as just a... Come to the line of scrimmage, find a matchup you like, get it out, let's go. And I think that could accumulate to a lot of passing yards this year. So Eli is my 18th. A guy that I know I am lower on than everyone else is Kirk Cousins at 17. And I know he's put up big numbers, but new surroundings, questionable offensive line. We talked about that yesterday. Good weapons, but new system. I just think that there might be more bumps there than most tend to agree with me on. Pat Mahomes, I also think, will have his share of bumps, but I also think he will have many, many highs. I love him as a player, love his system, love his weaponry. I have him at 16. Maybe he'll be a top five guy. I mean, I, I could see that for the next 10 years. I could see that. But because these other names are a lot more safe, I, I just had him a little lower, and he probably will end up on someone else's team. 
and I fully understand that I might regret that, but so be it. Mariota is one of my guys. He worries me a little because um, his numbers were so poor last year. I mean, I love that there's a new system coming in. I love that he has legs. I think Corey Davis is going to be a star. I want him on my fantasy team as well. I'm a big Mariota believer, but he has to jump pretty high. I mean, he has to really change in a golf-like fashion almost from a fantasy perspective from last year to this year to be worth the 15th overall quarterback. But I can make a case for him where he's a top five guy too. Goff at 14, pretty steady. I mean, they're not going to do a ton with his legs, system, you know, put up a lot of yardage last year, heck of an offense. Uh, I don't have a lot more to say on that one. And then these three, I didn't know how to rank, and they're all very similar. Is I had Roethlisberger at 11, Ryan at 12, Rivers at 13. Uh, the old R's here, we'll call them. All are gladly would be my starting quarterback for fantasy if I'm going to wait and wait and wait. I like all of their weapons an awful lot. I trust them all an awful lot. So really, those three are their own kind of tier, and I think you can win a lot of fantasy games with Rivers, Ryan, and Roethlisberger as your starter. It may have some very big weeks. I doubt you'll have many down weeks. I don't see these guys throwing for 180 and one touchdown too often this year. So uh, very sturdy, uh, solid group right there. Guy I like a ton in an offense I think is going to be really good this year is Matthew Stafford. Uh, he runs a little more than people realize, you know, pick up 20 yards a game or something like that. That's helpful, but I like the offense an awful lot, and I know they're, quote, going to run the ball more and all that. I'll believe it when I see it. Still the same coordinator. Defense, to me, is very questionable. I think Stafford, once again, will have to carry the load and is highly equipped to do so. Uh, Garoppolo's kind of in that same category, too. Would I rather have Jimmy as my ninth quarterback or Stafford as my tenth? <coughs> I think that's a coin flip. Uh, Stafford's a little more trustworthy. I trust Jimmy's play-calling system more. Stafford's weapons, I think, are better. I think both could be on teams with questionable defenses, although I think I'd take the Niners D over the, the Lions. And Jimmy, the thing that hurt him in fantasy last year was he moved the ball extremely well, just didn't end up scoring a lot of touchdowns. I think that will change. To me, then, these, these top eight kind of stand alone. Like, if you've got one of these eight... I think you're doing very, very well for fantasy this year. And my eighth guy very well could climb up, and that's Andrew Luck. All reports are very strong. Um, I don't love who he's throwing to other than Hilton, though, and I, but I want Hilton on my team back very badly this year. He's a huge target of mine. Um, my other huge target was Doug Baldwin. It just came out that he might miss the whole preseason. Uh, that happened like one second ago I got that text. But I'm guessing that's because... You know, why would we risk this guy? He's too valuable. But anyway, back to Luck. And who knows how much Luck's going to play in the preseason. But he is throwing now. I think he's back. I really do. And he's a primetime fantasy contributor when he's back. Um, I would guess, and I kind of hope for his well-being, that he runs a little less. But that's okay. I still think they're going to throw the ball an awful lot. Even to, you know, Naheem Hines and Ebron. I just think they're going to often be losing. I think they're the worst defense in the league. Deshaun Watson was amazing and absolutely could be number one. But his injury history worries me. It just does. And usually injury guys, I don't ding too much because I trust myself. And if I'm smart, 
and I start Watson for six weeks and he gets hurt, well, then I'll start their car, Eli Manning, or, you know, I have somebody else good that I can live with. So maybe I would roll the dice on him a little earlier than this uh, because the upside's immense. Of course he's going to come back to the mean some, but I think he's going to come back to the mean more than people realize. And I especially think there'll be more interceptions than we saw the first time around. His O-line is just so bad. So he worries me a little. I think he'll go higher in drafts, and I'll just say, so be it. But there might be weeks I'm playing against him, and I'm calling him bad names, you know. Uh, Drew Brees is kind of in that Roethlisberger, Ryan Rivers class. Very steady. His uh, touchdown numbers were down a little, and they're, quote, now a running offense, yada, yada, yada. I don't believe it. I just think that Brees is still great. Uh, he is a massive fantasy producer over his career, and I think that should remain very steady. Not much to worry about. You know, I, I think that Breeze is solid. Cam Newton is that for fantasy. I mean, he isn't in real life. He's a very volatile player in real life. And a new coordinator. I've expressed massive concerns about their offensive line now. But it almost just doesn't matter with Newton. And really, I have Russell Wilson at four. I have Newton at five. Breeze at six. Who would rather have this year, Newton or Wilson? I prefer Wilson because I think he's a better thrower. He had a better year last year. But they're both, you know, really safe for fantasy because they run so much. A lot of questions to me around both offenses. I like who Cam's throwing to a lot. I hate who's blocking for him quite a bit. I don't like who's blocking for Wilson at all. I have major questions, especially in Seattle, of the coordinator's the right choices, and are they fantasy-friendly? So, I got Wentz is my number three. Massive producer last year. Um, there's probably a little bit of an asterisk by him, though. Do we know he's starting week one? What does he look like? Could there be some rust? Could he be favoring that knee, especially in the pocket, when people are falling around him, and maybe we see a little bit of foals? I guess that's possible, but I say it all the time. I'm smitten with Carson Wentz. I want him on my team. I think he's another superstar. So sometimes my bias of great players in my NFL background will cloud my fantasy judgment. This might be a case of that. Maybe Wilson, Newton, Watson, Breeze are better bets and safer. I'll buy that, but I just think Wentz is special. Top two, you've probably figured out. They're also the top two quarterbacks in the league. I favored Rodgers over Brady. Uh, really only for one reason. Better legs. Um, Brady... Who's going to throw the most touchdowns in the league this year? If you had to bet your mortgage payment, who's going to throw the most touchdowns in the league this year? I think I'd take Brady. Um, so he does that. I mean, clearly. And he's as safe as they come to. If he had legs, it'd be perfect for fantasy. Um, but I'm not going to pay the price for either one of these guys. Rodgers' weapons are good, not great. But I think Jimmy Graham equals touchdowns. Um, I assume Rodgers is going to be back to form, which is the best quarterback in the league, you know, arguably. But those two are really strong to me. But usually, most years, I think there's a number one quarterback for fantasy that all of us just say, boy, he's a monster. He's huge. He's a total package. He's perfect. This year, I don't see that. So it's reason number 300 to not use an early pick on a quarterback. So that's my list. Um, it's very subject to change. It's one of these things I keep always open on my computer, along with my dynasty ranks. You know, peek at it from time to time. Like, eh, I'm a little low on this guy. I might move him up. 
So maybe we'll do this again before the season, but I urge you to check out the other ranks. They will be up shortly. And over and out. Spread the word. See you.